it by with a little help from John Lennon. It's Questions for Lennon. Okay, welcome to Questions for Lennon, the advice podcast where we answer advice questions emailed in from our listeners. I'm your host, European rock and roll guitarist, John Lennon. Now, before we get the show going, we've got a great show, but I've got to say, uh, you know, I don't lean on the audience very much, but I need you now more than ever. We're here, it's October, it's Halloween season, and as some of you know, I put on a pretty a pretty good Halloween party every single year. I've been doing it for probably the last five years. It's fantastic. Now, I've got a big problem here. I need a Dracula. I'm in desperate search of a Dracula. So if you haven't been to one of my parties, my Halloween parties, I have a sort of a chamber of a ghoul's chamber band, you know, a sort of chamber music. It's not a very, it's not a fun Halloween party. It's very serious and somber, sort of a masquerade type thing. It's not bobbing for apples and that thing. Anyway, my Dracula, the guy I use every year, he's great. I, he plays violin in the, in, the, in the little band and he's out. He can't make it this year. He, I, we don't know where he is. Well, I spoke to him. He's on a cruise ship. He's out in, at sea somewhere and they're lost. They don't know where they are and he doesn't think he's going to get back in time. So if you yourself are someone who dresses up as Dracula and knows how to play the violin, if you know someone like that, we are in desperate need of you for the party. Uh, that's... Uh, you know, I can't pay you, and I, I, I mean, I could pay you, but I won't. I don't pay my uh, performers. But uh, if you if you know anyone, just, you know, give me a phone call. I'll, I'll, you probably have my number. I, I talk about my phone number all the time on the podcast, so you probably have it. Uh, get to me as fast as you can. This is a big, serious problem. Now, let's get on with the show. Now, enough business for one for one hot second. We got a great guest. I've known this guy. I know this guy. Jeez, he came probably to the first Halloween party, and then he skipped the next one, and he came to the next three after that so he's been to four out of the five halloween parties i love this guy please welcome scotty nelson john how are you how the fuck are you <laughs> i'm doing great scotty i was at the last i was I, I was at the last couple parties man they're a fire brother man you should you throw some parties man I, you know we do throw we throw i say we because it's a team of i got a small team my assistant and my assistant's assistant help me put this party together and you i like the way you say fire you've been on you've been on tiktok recently I, i've been checking out tiktoks checking out music checking out uh, different bars to go to uh, different music venues of course I, uh, I i got shown tiktok by a couple guys who run security for me uh, they showed me. They're looking at their phones. Everybody's obsessed with their phones. I uh, asked them one day. I was at. I was just having a cigarette. I was just outside, literally having a cigarette. And someone uh, was looking at their phone. I said, "There can't possibly be that much information on that device." And they handed me the phone. And all of a sudden, I'm scrolling. I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted to it like I am the cigarettes. <laughs> you can't stop. You know, it's so funny because this, I've always thought cigarettes are thin, and your phone is thin. Are people just addicted to thin things? I haven't, you know, I haven't looked into it too much, but it's a thought that comes to me every now and again. Thin women. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know, I know that's your vice. Now, Scotty, I got to bring a technical question up to you. You sound yeah. like you're peaking a little bit. Can we bring the, the, in the, oh, how would yeah. you say it? The, the input volume a little down. Peak, peaking. All right. <laughs> Peak, you know, I, you've worked in the music world. I, I've worked in the music world for years. I know exactly what you mean when you say peaking. That sounds yeah, a lot better to me. It says a little bit. I, I was standing so close to the microphone. I mean, I'm using Marshall amps in here. I'm using cymbals uh, uh, and guitars usually in here. So I got things turned up to 11. As and when you, say. and you, oh God, I love that movie. That's, isn't that just a funny movie? And that's a real good shot 
of the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very accurate. You know, the Tory aspect of funny things that happen. I, I want to keep a journal. I want I want to make a movie about my life. I want to make a movie about my life going on tour, the strange people that come up to you, strange stories you hear from different musicians, the drinking stories, the fighting stories. <laughs> you know, the drinks and fights all backstage, sometimes on stage. You you want to run in with oh, your yeah. guitarist. Now, let, hold on. Let's well, we got to whoa, back it up just a few seconds. We need to know. We need the audience needs to know who you are exactly. I know you're Scotty Nelson, rock and roll legend. What what bands are you playing with these days? What bands have you played with? I know you're touring yeah. all the time. You don't yeah. you don't have a for, a residence, do you? You're just no. on the tour bus. No residence. I'm into super groups right now. I'm playing with a couple of super groups right now. I'm in one called the Filthy Bastards. You might have heard of some of the crew in that one. I got Buckethead on lead. God, he's so fast, isn't he? Uh, he's so he's so quick with the guitar. The things he can do with his two hands, I couldn't do with my four feet. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I got Buckethead on guitar. I got my our buddy Lars Ulrich on the set back there. I just saw him in Central Park. He was playing with Metallica, the boys, you know, Metallica at the uh, Central yeah. Park. There was some uh, global. It was a it was a festival of some sort. He doesn't quit either. You know, put him and Buckethead together. You you're gonna break your neck trying to look back and forth at them. Yeah, and you think those two are a, a bit too much to be around? At base, I got Les Claypool. Oh, okay. Um, when can I get tickets? And you have to get me backstage. I need to meet Les. Yeah, absolutely. We'll bring you backstage, John. It'll be nice to have a legend back there. We had Dylan backstage in Buffalo a couple of weeks ago. But we, you know, we're just heading up, you know, northern United States, Bozeman, Fargo, St. Paul, Peoria, Illinois. How's Robert doing these days? You know, I've, you, hear, you hear his voice isn't what it used to be, but he's still touring, man. The guy is on the move. Yeah, he's sick all the time. He's sick all the time. God bless Bob. Uh, truly, I'm, I'm anticipating missing him very much from the world, his voice, his poetry. But right. he's very sick, man. He's been sick for about two decades now. He's well, he's wonderful. You know, uh, uh, he's on the tour. He's touring all the time. He and I got together. We had lunch a couple. God, this is probably back in July. It was July because there were fireworks going off. And I remember we we said, let's have a lunch uh, right at about 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock uh, near the East River. And we'll see some fireworks go off and have lunch. And he said that that would be great. You know, the way he's well, OK, I yeah. think I can do that. And you never know if you're going to get Bob. You never know if he's going to come out. Well, he some type of miracle. He, he showed up. We were eating a Caesar salad. Caesar, think, did he did he do the anchovies? I know, but I know Bobby's a picky eater. He well, they, you know, and he always does it. Can I have some anchovies with some Caesar salad around it? And you, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that's, that's fun because <laughs> yeah. it gets yeah. me every time too. And I said, "Well, you're just gonna eat anchovies." Oh, he's gonna have uh, a Caesar salad. I love this. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, so he that. said, he said to me, he said, "We got to get back in the studio." I said, "Back, we've never been in the studio." And he said, "I want to do a whole. I want to redo the Weezer Blue album the way it was supposed to be done." He wants to redo Weezer, but incredible, man. I would love to listen to Weezer Blue with Bob. He, because he wrote all those songs, you know, for those guys. And they yeah. bought him, they bought him, because I think, I think Rivers is, God, he comes from money. We all know he comes from his father invented uh, silicone chips or something like that. Yeah. And he, he got all the money and he bought all Bob Dylan's songs. And he said, they, they butchered them, they ruined them. Great album, but that's not the way it was meant to be done. And we're going to get Rick O'Casey back and we're going to get do it all together. Yeah, that's great. Cuomo consulted me for Green. 
on before before they released Green, Cuomo consulted me. There were some sound issues. I ended up being in the studio for about thirty days and thirty nights helping those guys whip out songs like Hash Pipe, I was Island say, in the Sun. Hash Pipe sounds like uh, a Nelson. Uh, that, I mean, those are the old. It's lyrics. a Nelson. It's those a Nelson. Are the old I heard that. I heard the first verse, and I said, "All right, I'm. I can. I can. I'd like to hear this done correctly, recorded correctly." Yeah. Get my hash pipe. And that's not, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it must be a drug reference. It's a breakfast reference. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a reference. I, I wanted it. I fought for that lyric to be put in there because it, so we were having a meeting over coffee and all these guys were having toast. They were having toast. They having maybe a donut or something. I was ordering, I want sausage, eggs, and hash browns right now. And they said, well, I don't really know if... Uh, I don't really know if it's that kind of breakfast or whatever. And I said, I want the sausage in my ass and I want the hash browns in my pipe, brother. And uh, we had a laugh about it. We, you know, kind of calmed down. It ended up in the track. I love it. I love it. And it's these, those little stories behind songs that you don't get. I, I've always fought, I fought very hard for I know, all the Beatles albums and all my subsequent uh, Lennon and the Plastic Ono, but, you know, the whole... Yes. Whole, uh, the, the litany of solo albums that I did. And I said, I need to do the song. Great. And then afterwards, I just want 20 seconds of dead air where I can explain the funny you know, story behind the song. And the, the, yes. Every record label, you know, you go to. And, and, and at that point, I was just going to record labels to do albums. And I would only go with them if they would agree to do this. And not, none of them would. So I finally just had to put these songs out. But that's all I want. That's all the audience wants, too. They don't even want the song. They'd be happy just with stories. It would be interesting if it was like the song ends, last cymbal crash, and then just a quick little track afterwards. Hey, guys, hope you enjoyed the song. Here's a little background. Here are the instruments it was used. Here's the location it was recorded at. Anyway, hope you enjoyed it. On to the next one. Oh, the next one. And it's called, you know, in, your, in this case, Hashpipe or, or Imagine or whatever. You know, songs can be named anything. Yeah, I, I wanted... I would love I would, to do a commentary. I want to do like CD commentary, DVD commentary. I was blown away with DVD commentary back in the early 2000s. And I always said, put put me into my own CDs so that I can comment on it. As you're listening, you're also listening to another track of maybe me and a couple producers, a couple friends, a couple rowdy friends talking about the song as it was happening. That really is the next, uh, I mean, that's the next frontier of uh, music. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. say it's streaming, Spotify, you know, Apple tunes, whatever. It's really just going to, we're going to go back to CDs, of course, the most, yeah. the best way to listen to music. And we're going back to CDs and we'll go back to, we're going to start commentary tracks. I think that's really the fourth of the frontier of music. And I've said it before, you know, I've written a few pieces for Popular Mechanics. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Popular Science, Popular Mechanics is cars. I don't know much about cars at all. You know, I don't drive. You don't drive. I won't drive. What if I gifted you a Corvette or something? Would you get your license then? <laughs> don't tempt me do not tempt me because <laughs> because you know what here's the other thing yeah sure give me the car you're gonna pay for the speeding ticket <laughs> baby you can drive my car in 3d brother <laughs> would love that what did you write that song did you write that song baby would you, yeah, i did i did well that I was had, you yours. Know, the other beatles i was at my typewriter i thought to myself God, you know, it's so big and popular. Cars. We've got to do a car yeah. song. And yeah. all the, the three Beatles and, of course, tall George Martin, he's standing over us. What are you going to write next? What are you going to write? Would you hold on? Let me just type. And then, you know, beep, beep. And they said, what the hell? Now you're doing sound effects? I said, just sit there. Just sit tight, gang, because you're going to be, uh, well, I don't say this often, but you're going to be fucking wowed. Ah. And I wowed them. And they said, John, you did it again. 
were taking you out for dinner. I got so that whole album I was stuffed because I wrote such great songs. That's what a what a disgustingly cool story, man. <laughs> now you 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 came up you you brought something up recently. You were just talking about at doing these commentary tracks yeah. and saying, "Hey, hope you like the song." And you yeah. have always had that sort of uh, friendship relationship with the audience. You know, I hope Definitely. you're liking this. I hope you're doing great. When you're, I've seen you in concert and you bring people up on stage and just ask their names. You don't even announce it to the crowd. You say, what's your name? Can I make the concert any better for you? Yeah. And you do it. Yeah, actually do it. You move people around. You get drinks with people. A lot of your concerts are not even, you sing, the band will play, but you're not singing. You're getting drinks and refreshments for people. Yeah, I mean, so in the 80s, in the 1980s, I was really turned off on my fans. I, I seemed to be performing in spite of them. I had right. a very uh, lava hot sort of uh, desire to displease people. That was sort of the mode I was in. Uh, I don't know if it was drugs. I was friend to the needle at the time. Uh, and I, I was very, very angry. And uh, as we all know, uh, you know, the, the events of the early 2000s leading to the storm in New Orleans, I felt like I detached myself from all these people. What would happen if I was blown away? What, if, what would happen if I disappeared? Right. And uh, right. it really changed me. So I changed the whole tenor of my shows. Nowadays, I'll just show up to a firehouse. I'll show up to a, where ambulances are held and I'll just set up an amp and go. Well, I've, I, I appreciate that story. I love that story. And I love that you got yourself better. And I've never said this to you because I'm always, you know, I'm so proud. I'm such a proud guy. I don't want to show other people that I respect them. But your your album, uh, after you made the change, uh, Out Like a Light, you know, with you on the cover of the album, it was you sort of blowing onto a candle. And it yeah. just, that imagery right there, you could be gone just like that. And the whole album is all just, it tore me apart. It tore me to pieces. Yeah, uh, I, I. Oh, and by the way, that's a compliment coming from me. That, really, yeah, I know I haven't taken it as a compliment. It, out like a light. It, it was. It was a simple concept. It was to extend a hand, uh, the olive branch, so to speak. Though I couldn't. I couldn't do it. With, I. I really couldn't do it without putting uh, like the. I had the front was me. The front of me blowing up the candle, but the back you saw. Of course, I was wearing the diaper. I still had to have a little bit of my. Uh, I still had a lot of my little bad boy sense of humor yeah. in there. I didn't Rock want to get was called Jester. Yeah, exactly. I, that was just a little thing. So people would be like, wow, this is something. This is, he's really changing something. But then they flip the back to see all the tracks and I'm in my diaper. <laughs> I just wanted to kind of give a little wink to the guys who've been there for decades, even in my lowest. That's, that's one that's, you know, you got the front for the audience, the back, that's for the crew guys, the guys. Yeah. Oh, you know, guys oh, oh that's party. absolutely for the guys setting up the shows. That's where the guys work in 24-hour shifts at the arenas. You still That's doing we, you still doing your uh, crew-only Thanksgivings? I still do the crew-only Thanksgivings. Had to cancel last year because of Omicron. Uh, 2020, we had it. Don't regret it. 2021, had it. Don't regret it. 2022, Omicron hit us fast. Uh, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Uh, but... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so we, we we didn't have it last year. I was thinking, see, I'm already looking in the future. So 2022, that's this Thanksgiving. I must have been thinking about a Christmas. Anyway, cruelty Thanksgiving this year. We're going to be doing it at United Center, Chicago, Illinois. Rented out one of the uh, the skyboxes there. 
Right. So we're going to be doing it during a Bulls game. Oh, God. Oh, that's got to be. That's great. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I know Rodman. I knew Jerry Reinsdorf. I knew Jerry Krause. Right. And, I know uh, you, you, Mary, you were the, um, the officiant at the Rodman Madonna wedding, were you not? Yes. Yes, I was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't make it to the ceremony because, you know, I was uh, myself. I was a little late. I've never been good with making uh, events on time, but I was at the reception. And the way you, the, the, the foul things that were coming out of your mouth, you, you know, you had the, you, yeah. su- you imposed this thing. I've never heard this tradition before, but you said it's a tradition to me. We're going to do a, uh, you know, honeymoon suggestion time. And Boy, you went on a tirade of what those two should get up to and things I had no idea about. Don't want to repeat them, but the, some of the filth that came out of your mouth, it was poetry, uh, but it was filthy. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 my, my, my tongue has a mind of its own sometimes. At that point, I was a few knob creaks deep into that ceremony. And uh, yeah, I, I, can't even, I can't even imagine what I was saying. I'm sure I was talking about back fucking. I'm sure I was talking about... Uh, uh, getting your getting your flies chopped. I'm sure I was talking about hot oils and all you, that. You shit. were saying something. A lot of emphasis was putting on, put on. You know, hey Madonna, I'm sure you could get a whole knee in there. And I did not. Uh, it, the imagery was um, specific, but I still don't understand how that could work. Uh, just physically. No, I don't know how they do it. I don't know if they got those in England, but the United States is full of these. I love it. Hey, well, you know what? While we do something, while we do what we set out to do, and we'll answer a few uh, advice questions yeah. so we can help some of these people out. All right. Sounds good, man. Are we taking any breaks for ads? No, no, no. This is ad-free. This is behind the Patreon wall. This is ad-free. No kidding. No kidding. I love that. It's, you know, because people pay up front, and, and you don't want to, like you at your shows, they pay up front. They're there to have a good time. You don't, at, at a show, you don't have a, you know, a, a blimp float by and say, bye, another sure. corona you know what I mean? uh, would you mind if i shouted out uh, one of my new business ventures oh please. oh that is we would do that all the time sure yeah uh, do you want me to do it now um hmm. yes I, i'm getting a i'm hearing you sing from the engineer yes we do the let's do that now all right i'm starting a new women's clothing line called jupiter jeans these are the jeans these aren't grandpa's jeans these aren't grandma's jeans these jeans have metal clasps chains holes in them worn down to the very last thread on the knees and ass jupiter jeans you can wear with a black tee you can dress them up with a black hat it doesn't matter ladies get into a pair of jupiter jeans before i do I love it. Where, now, hold on. Where can we find these? And do you have a promo code? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can get it at the uh, at the Slipknot flagship store in New York City. We're going to be uh, getting a couple racks out there. Use promo code Filthy Bastard for thirty percent off when you buy two pairs. And uh, we'll also be uh, we'll just be popping up random malls, random stadiums. Uh, you know, in the middle of a show, we might just set up a couple racks in the back where you can buy while you're listening to some cool tunes. It's fun. I love it. Jupiter jeans, the jeans that make you scream. Okay. Jupiter here we jeans, go. yeah. Uh, here we go. Good morning, John and guest. Uh, good morning. The, he, this person doesn't know that you are strictly a night wolf. Yeah, my, my morning's about 9 p.m. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, apologies for this for this person. Okay. I'm turning 30 next month, and my GF wants to do something big for me. What should we do? Big blowout bash? Trip to Fiji? What's the best way to turn 30? Barry. That's coming in from Barry. He wants to know. He wants something big. 
His girlfriend, you know, that's great. You got a girlfriend who wants to give you a big blowout party. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, 30 years old, that's a big age. You know, my 20s, I don't remember my 20s very well. I was into pills at the moment. I didn't meet a little little green pill that I didn't like. Uh, But when I turned 30, I remember I was with Joe Namath at that time. Another one of my sports friends. I have a lot of sports friends, music friends, writer right. friends. Right. I, I was with Joe Namath. And at that time, we were trying to plan a parade float. We were doing a special uh, a parade. It was like a doodah parade, a Father's Day parade. And they wanted me and Joe to do a float together. And I spent my 30th birthday, I shit you not, in about a 110-degree warehouse stapling little flowers to a tractor trailer with the great Joe Namath. Get out of town. You, you can't make those stories up. God, you need to write that memoir. You've got I, so I want to. damn stories. You need to find the right ghostwriter. Your problem is, and I'm not telling tales out of school, but your problem has always been you, you get a ghostwriter in the room and within a week you've turned on he or she, him or her and yeah. you, you're screaming at them. You're not getting it down right. Let me type. You don't trust that people are not typing things correctly yes and that's what it goes for but you also won't sit down and write it yourself i can't i don't have the time i don't have the time i'm in the studio too often i'm on the road too often i'm doing too many things like this uh i mean at this point for ghostwriters i'm looking at dean coons i think he would be great uh Crichton passed away unfortunately i always wanted him to help ghostwrite uh for me uh but at this point it's coons I could maybe stretch for Stephen King, but uh, I, I think th- I, I think in terms of tone, those guys really capture my essence. A little spooky, a little. I, I think that would be, uh, yeah, maybe even turn it in some type of sort of a thriller, mystery type novel. You're That's my of, life. You're sort of starting out the the Scotty Nelson story, and then all of a sudden, wait, there's a who done it, and by the end, and I'm assuming this is going to be a many uh, volume piece. Yeah, who did it? Probably me. <laughs> right, who did it? Uh, if you're referring to a mountain of cocaine in the 1980s, yep. <laughs> again, tales out of school, tales out of school, but you know, school of hard knocks. <laughs> you had a, you had a, a difficult time trying to uh, uh, catch. Um, what am I trying to say? Register that as a trademark, uh, saying that only you could say a school of hard knocks. Yeah, yeah, had a they, very they... difficult time. I remember being I was a wit- key witness in that uh, suit. And yeah, a well, lot of the questions was, is this person serious? And a lot, a lot of my answers were, can I tell you something? I don't effing know. Yeah, I mean, people were just sort of caught up in that lawsuit. They were, they were more concerned about John Lennon sitting on the seat answering questions about whether or not he saw my creative process and coming up with, this is a school of hard knocks, but I'm pretty sure I came up with it. I <laughs> I, I don't know if you came up with the thing that the thing that bugged me out about that whole uh, it was a trip, really, uh, the whole uh, lawsuit, the case, everything. It, it was very clear to me. It was just an opportunity to meet celebrities such as yourself or myself or any uh, you know number of people we had come in. Uh, I think Alice Cooper came in. Uh, Ringo. I, I, I drove with Ringo one day, so I know he was there. But it became very clear to me that it was mm, just a way to get people to see celebrities when they said, hey, tomorrow for the proceedings, maybe you bring uh, your guitar, acoustic guitar, electric guitar with a little hip amp and play some of the tunes. And I thought to myself, this has gotten out of control. This has nothing to do with the law. Uh, This is not a case about uh, copyright infringement on my music or any of the Beatles music. This is where I have to say thank you 
and I'm going to have to not come back tomorrow. Yeah, I it, it was a weird time. David Lee Roth, as you remember, showing up in a bailiff's uniform, and he was the standing bailiff for about half an hour before anybody caught him. That was my life. That was my life for many years. Every situation I got my in, myself into, serious or not, it turned into a weird rock and roll bachelor party environment. Now, uh, for 30th birthdays, I remember my 30th. I was locked in a, I accidentally locked myself inside of a movie theater because I wanted to do a, a movie theater lock-in with all my friends. We were going to see the, uh, this was, this would have been, let's say I was 30. This would have been, we wanted to watch the MASH movie and I was going to have all my friends locked in. And I got there early to, a day early to help out. I just wanted to get the place all set up. I got the keys from the guy because the guy who ran the theater wasn't going to be there. So I went in, I wanted to set up some food and some blankets and pillows and stuff because it's, you know, it's a long movie. And I locked myself in the fucking place. Oh, no. And here's the problem. You'd think, okay, so on your actual birthday, the next day, people come in. On the invitations, I had written the wrong address. No. I'm, you know, you know me how I do. I wrote 25 52nd Street when it was 52 25th Street. Get the fuck out. So everyone is up at the wrong address. I'm locked inside. This is before cell phones. You remember before cell phones. I know. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm still, still getting over the invention. <laughs> You're a, yes. I, I uh, yes. You, you got to get rid of the beeper, but we'll talk about that maybe off the air. This was, oh, I'm stuck in there. And everyone of course is thinking, oh, John Lennon's doing, he's the funny, silly beetle. He's probably doing one of his tricks. I regretted, you know, 30 years of doing pranks and tricks all the way up to that. Uh, ultimately, I ended up having a great time watching MASH by myself and reflecting on the first 30 years of my life and eating as much popcorn as I could probably fit into my whole body. That's great. And, and as I, I, if I'm getting this right, you, I mean, when it's a lock-in, they lock you, it's no questions asked. It, no. If the lock-in starts at 10, the doors lock, the keys are gone, and you're right. in there. Right. You have to, well, it would... <laughs> Keeping with tradition, once it hit time for the party, I ate the key, as you do, as whoever starts. Yes. You eat yeah. the key, and then you pass it, you know, whenever you're done eating. And that's how you get out. Every, every time that's how you get out, somebody has to sift through the excrement, get the key. <laughs> but that's just the traditional thing, and I'm, you know, I'm a traditionalist. So, but neither here nor there. That was not a great 30th birthday. Uh, you seem to have a fun one. But what are we going to do with Barry here? He wants to maybe feed you, maybe a trip. Mm, I would say... Whatever you do, uh, do it in a blimp. Uh, get a blimp. Get a blimp. Get, yeah, get above it all, man. Think about the cable news Nazis. Think about all the 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 tax man Nazis out there. Hey, that's my line. Okay, all right. I know that was George, brother. <laughs> he well, well, you know, that's one of those things. I see. That's why I wish the commentary yeah. had been on the album so I could freaking remember uh but get above it all yeah look down get a blimp get a bottle of something nice get get your partner up there no friends no friends right do it exactly i i think your 30th with your your significant other to make it about yourself just the two of you above the world uh think think about 30 and think about how you can get 80 more out of this fucking thing all right uh, so yeah yeah get, get up to 110 you can do it with technology these days you can get out there absolutely well good luck with your birthday man barry i hope that helped all 
All right, that was good. I think I think that's that's a good one. That's good, good one. That's a good one. That's maybe the first good advice we've given on this podcast. All right. Hey, Lennon. Oh, I like that. Pretty, pretty casual. Hey, Lennon. I started taking photography class. That's great. Yes. I really like it. But every week I feel like everyone else's work is so much more interesting than my dumb pictures of my neighborhood and my dog. You're an artist. What can I do to get inspired to make great art? From Caitlin Ooh. Ray. Caitlin Ray. Great Caitlin. Art. Photography is one of those mediums where it seems so easy, doesn't it? You, you see a, someone take a picture, you see oh, books, yeah. Ansel Adams, the great Ansel Adams, Wild Man. Great Ansel Adams. I miss him. And you look at it and you say, okay, he took a picture of a mountain. He took a picture of some trees. Um, I think I can do that. And I think I can do it pretty easily. Well, guess what? You can't. And uh, you try something like that, you're going to look like a fool if you put that into a museum or an art gallery because everyone will laugh at you because you don't know how to do it. That's all I wanted to say about photography. That's all I ever wanted to say. Yeah, I mean, talking about pictures of his neighborhood and dogs, every picture of a neighborhood and dog has already been taken. All the greats have been taken. In the same way, when I started writing music, they said all the great rock and roll songs had have already been written, many by you, many by Presley. Right. So I had to figure out a way, okay, well, I have to, then I have to reinvent music. And I feel that I did that. I started, I started doing long beats of silence. I started doing sort of soft speaking. I started to change my voice a little bit. Right. Every couple of records, I would have a moment where I would step out of everything and say, this is, this is the singer. Help me get, help me get out of here. I'm stuck in the record. And that stuff really scared people. It really shocked the world of art that I was in. So for a photographer, I would say, think of something that, that hasn't had a, there has, there's no picture of it yet. Like, right. a, like the fucking, like a face of an, like a full in focus face of an alien. Oh, that would be fantastic. If you could get an alien's face on a, on a photography, on a piece of photography film. Oh my God! Yeah, or, or take take a picture take a, take a picture about uh, like a couple of guys and a couple of women just naked, sort of covered in blood, sitting on like a couch that's shaped like a pair of lips. You know, something just crazy, something wild like that. Something that you've never know. seen before. I like that. Go underneath your house if you have sort of a basement or a way to get underneath the slats of your house. Go under there and take pictures of all the bugs and all the stones and things that are down there. Or just find go into the woods and dig up a piece of. Just dig up bugs and take pictures of bugs. I think people would love to see that. You'd, you'd come in because you'd come in the next day, and everyone. You know, and now you're coming into the next class. You're dressed all in black. Yeah, yeah. Wear a veil. Wear a black veil, Johnny Cash. Wear a black veil. Pair of Jupiter jeans. <laughs> right. You <laughs> the promo code. Uh, Filthy bastard. Thirty percent off two pairs. Thirty. <laughs> Anyway, I'm getting the giggles because, you know, I just love advertising so much. But anyway, you go in there, you dress all in black, you're wearing those uh, boots. What are those boots called? Well, there's got to be a name for them. They go up to your knees, there's buckles all over them, and they're platform boots, and they're made of rubber. You're wearing those. We, we, I call them shit kickers. I don't know if there's an official word for them. Uh, that might be. I, 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 we'd have to check on the, uh, the official title for that. Anyway, you're showing up there, and now you're showing pictures of dirt and bugs. And don't do black and white. That's too obvious. No. But it's dirt and it's bugs. Yeah, and man. The, and the rest of the classmates are looking at you, and they say, okay, last week it was cars and, you know, street signs and the fucking dog. 
it's a nice dog, but it's a, just a dog. Like you said, they've been, there's been pictures of them. Now this person, Caitlin Ray, she's taking pictures of bugs. Something's going on with her. Something wacky happened. And we'll have to, we're not going to talk to her because she's so off-putting right now. She's, I mean, she was, she's so put off by us, it seems. Now we're going to find out who she is through the pictures. And guess what, Caitlin Ray? You just made a little bit of art because now you got people thinking and talking about you. Yeah, you want the world to think you're crazy. We're in a society now where, where people think that, oh, my dream is to have everybody think that I'm normal. No, man, you want to be the biggest freak show in the world. If I could, I would walk around in fucking stilts, man. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm just up there, you know, four feet higher than everyone. You get noticed that way. You definitely get noticed that way. Yeah, man. Oh. I, I just think it's the only way to live your life. Right, a little higher than everyone else. A little higher up than everyone else. You point down at him. <laughs> well, Caitlin, I hope that helped. All right. Jesus, Scotty, we did it. That's it. We did That's it. That's it. We, we, answered, we answered the questions. I mean, we, we got helped, it. We helped people out. Uh, I think that's great. I think that's great. Now, now let me let me turn the the sort of focus back on you just for a second. Yes. Where can we see you next? Where are you touring? Oh well, I got big news for everybody. You might have thought it was canceled, but I'm going to be at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri, at the end of this month. We're playing Swamp Fest. We're opening. Guess who's going to be there? I don't know. Let's just say his last name is Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about Jack, I assume. No, we're not talking about Jack. We're not talking about fucking Jill. His last name is Osborne. We're going to be opening up for him. And I don't know, maybe we're going to play a couple songs together, sort of compile our collective catalogs, so to speak. But we're going to be rocking. It's outdoors. There's supposed to be rain that night, which I'm very, very, very much looking forward to. I haven't done a rain show since Woodstock 99. I, I closed that one down. Uh, so yeah, we're doing Coffin Stadium. We're going to do a whole, we're going to, I mean, I've been talking a lot about sports recently. I'm going to do a tour of all the baseball stadiums. Oh God, that would be great. It's called the dream. Just watching or playing? I'm going to be playing shows at every single baseball stadium. Great. I cut you off. What was it called? It's going to be called dreams of your father. Everybody's dad wants to visit every baseball park to watch a game there. Well, guess what? They're going to see me there instead of the baseball game. That's sort of the whole concept of the tour. Oh, you got to trick people. You got to kind of, yeah, trick people. Yeah, I mean, the, the font and everything for the, for the posters are going to be very kind of loving. Again, we might have like a dad and his son on like the front of the shirt and in the back of the book wearing diapers. But yeah, we're going to go to every single ballpark. A couple of them, a couple of them, we're gonna say are canceled. I'm not gonna tell you which ones because we're we're initially gonna say that all of them are canceled, and then okay. a few of them, we're gonna say, oh, this one's this one's real. This one is canceled. Oh, uh, they're doing a baseball game there instead. We're gonna get a whole group of baseball fans to the game to see their team, and guess what? Lights out, lights up, and I'm gonna be on stage with Lars Buckethead and Les Claypool. God, I, I save me. Give me a ticket for one of those shows. Actually, when you come into City Field, I'll go to that one. I, I don't go to Yankee Stadium anymore. I only go to City Field. They okay, you're gonna be a city. All right, hey, well, I, absolutely. I'll have you backstage, man. And would you would you please come out and just do a Q and A or something with folks? Would you come out 
I would love to. I would love to. I, I'd rather not sing because I usually don't warm up my voice these days. I've lost. I had a sheet of paper that tell. I had a uh, voice warm up, you know, routine. And I okay. Can't, I, I can't find the fucking piece of paper, and I will not risk, you know, going out on a stage at City Field, my beloved City Field, where the Mets play, and trying to sing without a warmed up voice. I'll, I'll ruin my. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't have to reputation. sing it off. You don't have to play any songs. You don't have to do anything. Just come out and be be one with an audience with me, John. We can hold hands. We can raise them together. Whatever you want to do. I would do that. I would love to do that. And uh, you know what? I'll practice a magic trick too. So just in case you know the, the conversation goes sort of flat, I can say, hey, well, check this out. We got a, a card trick. Somebody want to come up and do it. Yeah, I know you. A magic trick you want to practice is make Paul disappear. <laughs> watch it, watch it, watch it. We, as we've patched all that stuff up. And, uh, you know, the, the way we did it and what was uh, what was said uh, will be released eventually. We're going to do that as sort of another Apple. Uh, Peter Jackson was there and he recorded the whole thing. And we're going to oh, put that cool. out very soon. Oh, cool. Very and by soon. the way, congratulations on the Disney Plus gig, man. Whoa. All right. It was Disney Plus. You know, there's so many streamers out there, aren't there? There are so many. I The first time anybody said, what streamers are you on? I was like, none. That's a decoration for a party. Right. I don't think it'd hold cray paper. No, I'd go right through it. Right. And instead, I was then introduced to Netflix where I did my animated series. And then, of course, Hulu and a couple others I haven't really heard of. They, a new one pops up every day, man. It seems like it. It really does seem like it. All right, let's get out of here. And, oh, before we go, I'm sure the audience is saying, oh, Scotty Nelson was at uh, Lennon's first a Halloween party. What, what was he dressed as? And you know what? We're going to tell you right now. Zombie Ninja Turtle. And you did it well. You had one of the... You had some, a professional help you out. I know you did. Yeah, I did. I guess imagine... Imagine if a Ninja Turtle got, the, got Shredder on Shredder's best day and then died and was brought back to life. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, Scotty, thanks so much for coming on the show. John, my God, man, it's been so long. You're an icon. You're an inspiration. I think about you all the time, and I Thank really you. appreciate you. I cannot believe we've had the opportunity to talk today. Love to, love to be thought about. I love to see you. And for the rest of you, good luck out there. <laughs>